Hello everybody, I am Dr. Y. <laughs> For you, I am Dr. Y. I am Armen, Professor Armen Astvatsatrian from Yerevan, Armenia. And today we will talk about gastroenteritis. Yeah. Or sometimes it's pronounced as gastroenteritis. It's up to you. Overview of gastroenteritis, about all gastroenteritis, we'll try to talk. So gastroenteritis is inflammation of the lining of the stomach and small and large intestines. Okay, so gastroenteritis, once again, is this inflammation of the lining of the smoke, uh, stomach and small and large intestines. Intestines. Most, most cases are infectious, although gastroenteritis may occur after ingestion of drugs and chemical toxins. For example, metals, uh, plant substances, uh, a question may be a foodborne acquisition. So acquisition may be a foodborne, waterborne, person-to-person -person spread, or occasionally through zoonot zoonotic spread. In the United States, an estimated in one in six people contracts foodborne illness each year. Symptoms include anorexia, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and abdominal discomfort. Diagnosis is a clinical or by stool culture. Although polymerase chain reaction testing and aminoassays are increasingly used, treatment is symptomatic although some parasitic and some bacterial infectious require specific anti-effective therapy. Most episodes of gastroenteritis are self-limited but cause uncomfortable symptoms. Electrolyte and fluid loss is usually little more than an inconvenience to an otherwise healthy adult, but can be grave for people who are very young, who are older or who are immunocompromised or have serious concomitant illness. In the United States, about 48 million people contact a, contract a foodborne illness each year. Worldwide, an estimated 1.6 million people die each year of infectious gastroenteritis, although high this number is re represent a significant decrease from previous mortality. If improvements in water sanitation in many parts of the world of the world and appropriate use of oral rehydration therapy. For infants with diarrhea are likely responsible for the decrease. Uh, about etiology, infectious uh, gastroenteritis may be caused by viruses, bacteria, or parasitic, par or parasites, parasites, right? Parasites. 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 Many specific organisms will 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 be discussed further, but anyway. Viral gastroenteritis. Viruses are the most common cause of gastroenteritis in the United States, for example, and most viral gastroenteritis is caused by norovirus, rotavirus. Most other viral gastroenteritis infections are caused by astrovirus or enteric adenovirus. Astrovirus can affect people of all ages, but usually infects infants and young children. In temperate climates, Infection is most common in winter months and in tropical regions. Infection is more common in summer months. Transmission is by fecal oral route 
incubation is three to four days. Sorry, transmission is by the fecal oral route. Incubation is three to four days. Adenoviruses are the fourth most common cause of childhood viral gastroenteritis. Infection, infections occur year-round with a slight increase in summer. Child less than two years of age are primarily affected. Transmission is by the fecal oral route as well as by respiratory droplets. Incubation is three to ten days. Viruses can uh, viruses infect enterocytes in the villus epithelium. Right, villus, Varsinka, villus. Villus. Yeah, villus epithelium of the small bowel. The result is transudation of fluid and electrolytes into the intestinal lumen, sometimes unabsorbed carbohydrates resulting for malabsorption in the affected bowel subsequently worsen symptoms by causing osmotic diarrhea. Diarrhea is watery, inflammatory diarrhea, dysentery with fecal white blood cells and red blood cells or, or gross blood is uncommon. In uncompromised patients, additional viruses, cytomegaloviruses and enteroviruses can cause gastroenteritis. Bacterial gastroenteritis, so bacteria most commonly implicated are Campylobacter, uh, Clostridiodeus difficile, Escherichia coli, especially serotype 0157H7, Salmonella, Shigella, Staphylococci, Staphylococci, yeah. Staphylococci. Staphylococci, causing staphylococcal fluid poisoning. Bacterial gastroenteritis is less common than viral. Bacteria cause gastroenteritis by several mechanisms. Enterotoxins are produced by certain species. Certain species. For example, species. No, oh yeah, species. Vibrio cholerae. Vibrio cholerae. Vibrio. Vibrio. Cholerae. Yeah. Cholerae. Cholerae. Vibrio cholerae. Enterotoxigenic strains of Escherichia coli that adhere to intestinal mucosa without invading. Their toxins impair interstitial, interstitial absorption, absorption, interstitial, intestinal, 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 sorry, intestinal absorption and cause secretion of electrolytes and water by stimulating adenylate cyclase. Adenylate. Adenylate. Yeah. Cyclase. Adenylate cyclase, resulting in watery diarrhea. Clostridium difficile produces a similar toxin. Exotoxins that are ingested in contaminated food are produced by some bacteria, for example, Staphylococcus aureo, Bacillus cereus, Clostridium perfigens. The exo exotoxin can cause gastroenteritis without bacterial infection. These toxins generally cause acute nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea 
within 12 hours of ingestion and contaminated of contaminated food symptoms abate within 36 hours Mucosal invasion occurs with other bacteria, for example, Shigella, Salmonella, Campylobacter, Clostridium difficile, some Escherichia coli subtypes, that invade the mucosa of the small bowl or colon and cause ulceration, bleeding, exudation of protein-rich fluid and secretion of electrolytes and water. The invasive process and its results can occur whether or not the organisms produce and the enterotoxin. The resulting diarrhea has evidence of the invasion and inflammation with leukocytes and red blood cells present on microscopy and sometimes with, with gross blood. Salmonella and Campylobacter are common bacterial causes of diarrheal illness in the United States. Both infections are most frequently acquired through undercooked poultry, unpasteurized milk is also a possible source. Campylobacter is occasionally transmitted from dogs or cats with diarrhea. Salmonella can be transmitted by consuming undercooked eggs and by contact with reptiles, birds or amphibians. Species of Shigella are also common bacterial causes of diarrhea in the United States and are usually transmitted person to person, although foodborne epidemic foodborne epidemic occur shigella dysenteria type 1 not present not present in the united states produces shiga toxin with which can cause hemolytic uremic syndrome escherichia gastroenteritis gastroenteritis can be caused by several different subtypes of the bacteria the epidemiology and clinical manifestation vary greatly depending on the subtype. In the past, Clostridio difficile infection occurred almost exclusively in hospitalized patients receiving antibiotics. antibiotics. With the emergency of the hypervilurent NAP1 strain in the United States in the late 2000s, many community-associated cases are now occurring. Clostridium difficile is now probably the most common bacterial cause of diarrhea in the United States. Clostridium difficile is now probably the most common bacterial cause of diarrhea in the United States. Several other bacteria causes gastroenteritis, but most are uncommon in the United States. Yersinia enterocolitica can cause gastroenteritis or a syndrome that mimics appendicitis because patients may have pain in the right lower quadrant. It's transmitted by the undercooked pork, unpasteurized milk or contaminate, contaminated water. Several vibro species, for example, uh, parahemolytics, some vibrio species. Uh, vibrio, right? Vibrio. Ah, vibrio species. Sorry, Vibrio species, for example, Vibrio parafemolyticus, parahemolyticus. 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 Causes diarrhea uh, after ingestion of undercooked seafood. 
vibrio cholera sometimes cause severe dehydrating diarrhea in regions where people lack access to clean drinking water and sanitary disposal of human waste and is particular concern after natural disasters or in refugee camps. Listeria Yes. So, listeria. Listeria. Listeria can rarely cause foodborne gastroenteritis, but more often causes bloodstream infection or meningitis in pregnant women, neonates, or older, or older people. Aeromonas is acquired from swimming in or drinking contaminated fresh or, bla or brackish, brackish water. Aeromonas. Uh, Plesiomonas shigeloides, shigeloides can cause diarrhea in patients who have eaten raw shellfish or traveled to tropical regions of the developing world. Paras uh, parasitic gastroenteritis. Yeah. Parasitic. Parasitic gastroenteritis. So the parasites. Parasites or parasites. Parasites most commonly implicated in developed countries are Georgia, Georgia, right? Lambly. Giardia. 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 And Cryptosporidium. Giardia. So certain interstitial parasites, notably Giardia intestinalis or Giardia lamblia adhere to the intestinal mucosa causing nausea, vomiting, diarrhea and general malaise. Giardiasis Giardiasis occurs in every region of the United States and throughout the world. The infection can become chronic and cause malabsorption syndrome that can be misdiagnosed as irritable bowel syndrome by the way. It's usually acquired via person-to-person -person transmission, often in the day rare centers, or from ingestion of uh, sites in the contaminated water of, or, or food. Cryptosporidum parvum causes watery diarrhea and can sometimes be accompanied by abdominal cramps, nausea and vomiting. <coughs> in healthy people, the illness is self-limited, listing about two weeks. In immunocompromised patients, illness may be severe and prolonged, causing substantial electrolyte and fluid loss. Cryptosporidum is usually acquired through contaminated water. It's not easily killed, Cryptosporidum, huh? It's not easily killed by chlorine and is the most common cause of recreation waterborne illness in the United States and counted, accounting for about three-fourths of outbreaks. Other parasites that can cause symptoms similar to those of cryptosporidosis include Cyclospora cyatanasis, I'm sorry, I'll have to pronounce it correctly. Let's try. Cyclospora cadenensis. Cyclospora cadenensis. Cyclospora catenensis. Catenensis. Cyclospora catenensis. Cyclospora catenensis. I'm sorry, huh? It's in compromised patient. In compromised patient. 
cytosospora, isoprola, isospora, or isospora, belly, and the collection of organisms referred to, to as microsporoida. Etamoeba histolytica, amoebiasis, is common cause of subacute bloody diarrhea in regions with poor socioeconomic conditions and poor sanitation. Symptoms and signs of gastroenteritis. The character and severity of symptoms of gastroenteritis vary. Generally, onset is sudden with anorexia, nausea, vomiting, abdominal cramps, and diarrhea with or without blood and mucus. Malaise and myalgias may occur. The abdomen may be distended and mildly tender. In severe case, muscle guarding may be present. Gas distended intestinal loops may be palpable. Hyperactive bowel sounds are present on auscultation even without diarrhea, an important differential feature from paralytic ileus, in which bowel sounds are absent or decreased. Persistent vomiting and diarrhea can result in intravascular fluid depletion with hypertension and tachycardia, hypovolemic shock with vascular collapse and oliguric renal failure may occur in severe cases. In, if vomiting is the main cause of fluid loss, metabolic alkalosis with hypochloremia can occur. If diarrhea is more prominent, metabolic acidosis is more likely. Both vomiting and diarrhea can cause hypokalemia. Hyponatremia may develop particularly if hypertoxic fluids are used in replacement therapy. In viral infections, watery diarrhea is the most common symptom. Stools rarely contain mucus or blood. For manifestations specific to norovirus and rotavirus, we have to check up norovirus gastroenteritis and rotavirus, see, uh, gastro, rotavirus gastroenteritis. Yeah, the hallmark of adenovirus gastroenteritis is diarrhea, lasting one to two weeks. Affecting infants and children may have mild vomiting that typically starts one to two days after the onset of diarrhea. Low-grade fever occurs in about 50% of patients. Respiratory symptoms may be, may be present. Sometimes uh, symptoms are generally mild but can, but can last longer than with other viral causes of gastroenteritis. Astrovirus causes a syndrome similar to a mild rotavirus infection. Bacterial gastroenteritis, the bacteria that cause invasive disease, for example, Shigella, Salmonella, are more likely to result in fever, prostration, and bloody uh, diarrhea. Prostration. Oh, yeah. Escherichia coli. 0157 H7 infection usually begins with severe abdominal cramp and watery diarrhea for one to two days followed by bloody diarrhea. Fever is absent or low grade. The spectrum of illness with Clostridium difficile infectious ranges from mild abdominal cramps and mucus filled diarrhea to severe hemorrhagic colitis and shock. Bacteria that produce an enterotoxin, uh, for example, Staphylococcus aureus, uh, usually cause watery diarrhea. Staphylococcus aureus and, uh, and some strains of cereus predominantly cause vomiting. 
Parasitic infections typically cause subacute or chronic diarrhea. Most cause no, most cause no non-bloody diarrhea. An exception is Escherichia uh, histolytica, which causes amoebic dysentery, so amoebiasis. Fatigue and weight loss are common when diarrhea is present. Diagnosis. So clinical evaluation. Of course, stool testing in select cases. Other gastrointestinal disorders that cause similar symptoms, for example, appendicitis, holocystitis, ulcerative colitis may be excluded. Colitis may be excluded. Huh? Findings suggestive of gastroenteritis include copious, watery, diarrhea. Copious, watery, diarrhea. Ingestion of potentially contaminated food, particularly during a known outbreak, untreated surface water or a known gastrointestinal irritant, recent travel or contact with infected people or certain animals. Escherichia coli 0157H7 induced diarrhea is notorious for appearing is a notorious 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 for appearing to be hemorrhagic rather than an infectious process manifesting as gastrointestinal bleeding with little or no stool hemolytic uremic syndrome may follow as an evidence by renal failure and hemolytic hemolytic anemia hemolytic anemia right hemolytic anemia Hemolytic anemia. Hemolytic anemia. Okay, let it be hemolytic uremic, uh, hemolytic uremic syndrome. No? Hemolytic uremic syndrome. Hemolytic. Hemolytic uremic syndrome. Some may follow as evidence by renal failure and hemolytic anemia. Recent oral antibiotic use within three months may raise suspicion from Clostridia difficile infection. However, about one-fourth of patients with commonly associated Clostridium difficile infection do not have a history or recent antibiotic use. Stool testing is guided by clinical findings and the organisms that are suspected based on patient history and epidemiologic factors. For example, immunosuppression, exposure to a known outbreak, recent travel, recent antibiotic use. Okay, cases are typically stratified into acute watery diarrhea, subacute or chronic watery diarrhea, acute inflammatory diarrhea, multiplex polymerase chain reactions platforms that can identify causative organisms in each of these categories are being used more often. However, this testing is expensive and because the categories are often distinguishable clinically or these disease courses are self-limiting, it's usually more cost-effective to test for specific microorganisms depending on the type and duration of diarrhea. In addition, polymerase chain reaction testing does not allow for antibiotic susceptibility testing. Uh, acute watery diarrhea is probably viral and testing is not indicated unless the diarrhea persists. Although rotavirus and enteric adenovirus infections can be diagnosed using commercially available rapid assays that detect viral antigen in the stool, these assays are rarely indicated. 
Subacute and chronic watery diarrhea require testing for parasiticosis, typically with microscopic stool examination for oval and parasites. Fecal antigen tests are available for Giardia, Cryptosporidia and Entamoeba histolytica and more severe than microscopic stool exam examination and, may, and, and more sensitive, sorry, of course sensitive, than microscopic stool examination, absolutely agree with the authors. Acute inflammatory diarrhea without gross blood, gross blood can be recognized by the presence of leukocytes on stool examination. Patients should have stool culture for typical enteric pathogens, for example, Salmonella, Shigella, Campylobacter, Escherichia coli. Acute inflammatory diarrhea with gross blood, blood should also prompt testing specifically for Escherichia coli 0157H7, as should non-body diarrhea during a non-specific. Specific cultures must be requested because this organism is not detected on standard cool culture media. Alternatively, a rapid enzyme assay for the detection of Shiga toxin in stool can be done. A positive test indicates infection with Escherichia coli or one of the other serotypes of enteromorragic Escherichia coli. coli. Uh, Shigella species in the United States do not produce Shiga toxin. Actually, why? No idea. However, a rapid enzyme assay is not as sensitive as culture. Polymerase chain reaction testing is used to detect Shiga toxin in some centers. Adults with grossy blood diarrhea may require endoscopic evaluation, sigmoidoscopy or colonoscopy for further evaluation. Candidates for endoscopy include at-risk patients such as those with history of inflammation, inflammatory bowel disease or immunocompromise in the case of suspected cytomegalovirus colitis. colitis. Appearance of the colonic mucosa may help diagnose amoebic dysentery. Uh, dysentery. 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 Shigeliosis and Tesherichia coli, 0157H7 infection, although ulcerative colitis may cause similar lesions. Biopsy and culture are helpful in making a diagnosis. Patients with history of recent antibiotic use or other risk factors for Clostridium difficile infection, for example, inflammatory bowel disease, use of prompt proton pump inhibitors should have a stool assay for Clostridium difficile toxin. 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 Toxin by testing should also be done in patients with significant illness even when the, these risk factors are not present because about 25% of cases of Clostridium difficile infection currently occur in people without identified risk factors. Historically, enzyme immunoassays for toxin A to B were used to diagnose Clostridium difficile infection. However, nuclear acid amplification tests targeting one of the Clostridium difficile toxin genes or other regulators have been shown to have higher sensitivity and now the diagnosis test are of choice in most cases. Serum electrolytes, blood urea nitrogen and creatinine should be obtained to evaluate hydration and acid-based status in patients who appear seriously ill. Complete blood count is non-specific, also eosinophilia may indicate parasitic infection, eosinophilia. Yeah. Eosinophilia. 
Eosinophilia. Eosinophilia may indicate parasitic infection. Renal function tests and CBC, so uh, complete blood count, should be done about a week after the start of symptoms in patients with HDK coli 0157 H7 to detect early onset of hemolytic uremic syndrome. Uh, treatment oral or intravenous rehydration. 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 Consideration of antidiarrheal agents if Clostridium difficile or coli infection is not suspected. Antibiotics only in select cases. Supportive treatment is all that is needed. All is all that is needed. All you need is supportive treatment for most patients. Be sorry, best rest with conventional access to a toilet or bedpan is desirable. Oral glucose electrolyte solutions, both or bouillon, may prevent dehydration or treat mild dehydration. Even if vomiting, the patient should take frequent small sips of such fluids. Vomiting may abate with volume replacement. For patients with HDK coli, 0157H7 infection, rehydration with isotonic intravenous fluids may attenuate the severity of any renal injury should hemolytic uremic syndrome develop. Children may become de dehydrated more quickly and should be given an appropriate rehydration solution. Carbonate, carbonated beverages and sports drinks lack to correct ratio of glucose to sodium and thus are not appropriate, particularly for children less than 5 years. If the child is breastfed, breastfeeding should continue. If vomiting is protracted, protracted, protracted uh, or if severe dehydration is prominent, intravenous replacement of volume and electrolytes is necessary. When the patient can tolerate fluids, fluids without vomiting and the appetite has begun to return, food may be gradually restarted. Although commonly recommended, there is no demonstrated benefit to restricting the diet to bland the food. Cereal, uh, for example, gelatin, bananas toast, bland the food. Bzz, bzz, bland. Ah huh? oh, no, plant food. Okay, some patients have temporary lactose intolerance. Temporarily. Antidiarrheal agents are not recommended in, in pediatric cases and therefore should be avoided in children less than 18 years of age with acute diarrhea. Use antidiarrheal, antidiarrheal agents is contradicted in children less than 2 years of age. These agents are generally safe for adult patients with watery diarrhea shown by him negative stool. However, Antidiarrheas may cause deterioration of patients with Clostridium difficile or HDK coli O0157H7 infection and thus should not be given to any patients uh, with recent antibiotic use, hemipositive or bloody stool, or diarrhea with fever pending specific diagnosis. Effective, antidi uh, effective antidiarrheals include loperamid uh, initially. Very good. If vomiting is severe and surgical condition has been uh, excluded, an antiemetic, antiemetic may be beneficial. Antiemetic. Antiemetic may be beneficial. Drugs use, useful in adults include ordanestron, 
Prochloperazine and Prometazine. 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 So this is? Prochlorperazine. Prochlorperazine. Okay, Ordanestrone is safe and effective in decreasing nausea and vomiting in children and adults, including those with gastroenteritis. All the probiotics appear to briefly shorten, shorten the duration of diarrhea. There is insufficient evidence that they have affect major clinical outcomes. For example, decrease the need for intravenous hydration and or hospitalization to support their routine use in the treatment of prevention of infection diarrhea. So empiric antibiotics are generally not recommended except for certain cases of traveler's diarrhea or when suspicion of Shigella and Campylobacter infection is high. Okay. So concerning prevention, the live attenuated oral rotavirus vaccines are available that they are safe and effective against the majority of strains responsible for disease. Rotavirus immunization is a part of the recommended infant vaccination schedule. Actually, no idea about that. Prevention of infection is uh, complicated by the frequency of asymptomatic infection and the ease with which many agents, particularly viruses, and transmitted from person to person. In general, pro uh, proper procedures for handling and preparing food must be followed. Travelers should avoid potentially contaminated food and drink. To prevent recreational waterborne infections, people should not swim if they have diarrhea. Infants or toddlers should have frequent diaper checks and should be changed in a bathroom and not near the water. Swimmers should avoid swallowing water when they swim. Ah, yeah. Infants and other immunocompromised people are particularly predisposed to developing severe cases of salmonellosis and should not be exposed to reptiles, birds or amphibians, which commonly carry salmonella. Breastfeeding affords some protection to neonates and infants. Uh, caregivers should wash their hands thoroughly with soap and water after changing diapers, and diaper changing areas, areas should be disinfected with a freshly prepared solution or one to sixty-four household bleach. So one point four one four not half one fourth cup diluted in one gallon of water. Children with diarrhea should be excluded from, from child care facilities for, for the duration for the duration of symptoms. Children infected with and with uh, enteromeric Enterohemorrhagic, enterohemorrhagic. 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 Or should also have two negative stool tests before readmission to the facility. So that's all concerning this history, my friends. In conclusion, I want to say thank you for your attention. Don't forget to make your donation to our channel. How to make this donation you can find in description of this video in YouTube. Goodbye and have a nice day.